Now notice verse 18. And say thou unto the people, Sanctify yourselves again tomorrow, and ye shall eat flesh. God says, You want to eat flesh? I'm going to give you flesh. In fact, it's going to stick in your teeth. I'm going to give you so much. It's quite interesting, the comment that the Spirit of God makes later in the time of the writing of the Psalms upon this. Over in Psalm 106, verse 15, which is a historic psalm, I read this. He gave them their request, but he sent leanness into their soul. He granted their request, but he sent leanness into their soul. And this has with it a terrific message. God heard their complaint, and God answered it. He heard their request. And I imagine a few of them ran around and said they got the answer to prayer. But notice what followed. He sent leanness to their souls. Now, all the requests that you and I make to God, we're to do it with thanksgiving because God's going to hear an answer. Now, most of the time, to me, he says no. Not yes. He says no. I won't grant it. And that's a good answer. I found in the period of years that that's the best answer that God can give. Many times he won't grant it. But many times God will grant your request. And when he does, he sends leanness to your soul. You get what you pray for, but it wasn't the best thing for you. And that happens, I think, oftentimes with Christians. I remember a certain man that I had who was an officer in my church years ago in another city. And he came to me one day and he said, pray for me. My business is shaky right now. In fact, it's in jeopardy. And I want you to pray that the Lord will bless me in my business. Fact of the matter is, he says, I have an opportunity of becoming wealthy, and I would appreciate you praying that I might make money. And you know, I was a young preacher then, and I just went immediately and prayed that the man would make money and that God would establish his business. And you know, God did that. This man, of course, prayed, and God heard his prayer. He got rich. That was the worst thing ever happened to that man. He lost all of his children. When they found out they had money, they'd been fine family until they got more money than they needed and that they should have had. He granted their request, but he sent leanness under their soul. He said to them, you're going to eat flesh. I'm really going to give you flesh. And now, notice what he says, For ye have wept in the ears of the Lord, saying, Who shall give us flesh to eat? For it was well with us in Egypt. Therefore the Lord will give you flesh, and ye shall eat. And that's exactly what he did. And we find here that Moses said, verse 21, The people among whom I am are 600,000 footmen, and thou hast said, I'll give them flesh, that they may eat a whole month. Now shall the flocks and the herds be slain for them to suffice them? Or shall all the fish of the sea be gathered together for them to suffice them? The Lord said unto Moses, Is the Lord's hand waxed short? Moses said, How are you going to do it? God says, I'll do it. And you never need to ask God how if he lets you know he's going to do it. He'll do it, friends, and he doesn't need your how or my how. He does it his how. He does it the way he wants to do it. And Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord, gathered the seventy men of the elders of the people, set them round about the tabernacle, 
the Lord came down in a cloud, and he spake unto him, and took of the Spirit that was upon him, and gave it unto the seventy elders. came to pass that when the Spirit rested upon them, they prophesied and did not cease. Actually, there was no more power than there was before. There was lots more machinery than there was before, but not any more power. The same Spirit was divided among them. Now we find that God's going to also give them flesh to eat. And there remained, we're told here, two in the camp that prophesied at this time. There remained two of the men in the camp. The name of the one was Eldad, and the name of the other, Medad. And the Spirit rested upon them, and they were of them that were written, but went not out unto the tabernacle. And they prophesied in the camp. And there ran a young man and told Moses and said, Eldad and Medad do prophesy in the camp. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of Moses, one of his young men answered and said, My Lord Moses, forbid them. Joshua was for Moses, and he was loyal to him. And Moses said unto him, Envious thou for my sake, would God that all the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put his Spirit upon them. This, friends, is a very wonderful chapter, and the next chapter is too. It reveals that there wasn't a jealous bone in the body of Moses. He had no jealousy at all that these others were able to prophesy. Actually, there are three great sins of the ministry. You know what they are? Number one is laziness. Number two is jealousy. And number three is boredom, just being boring. And some of us are guilty, all three maybe. But Moses was not a jealous man. Jealous is an awful thing. Now we find that the Lord really gives them quail to eat. He's going to provide the quail on toast. You couldn't have it better than that. Verse 31, "...there went forth a wind from the Lord, and brought quail from the sea, and let them fall by the camp, as it were a day's journey." on this side, and as it were, a day's journey on the other side, round about the camp, and as it were, two cubits high upon the face of the earth. I just can't imagine quail like this. I've been quail hunting and looked all day and maybe found two or three quail, but just imagine them like this. God really provided quail for them. And the people stood up all day and all that night and all the next day, and they gathered the quails. He that gathered least gathered ten homers. And that's about 86 gallons. And I don't think they had cold storage. They had to cook all this up. And they spread them all abroad for themselves round about the camp. And while the flesh was yet between their teeth, ere it was chewed, the wrath of the Lord was kindled against the people, and the Lord smote the people with a very great plague. He called the name of the place Kibroth Hatavah because there they buried the people that lusted. That's gluttony, despising the manna. God judges those things, still does. Remember, Paul said if we judge ourselves, we'd not be judged. But when we don't judge ourselves, we are judged, that we not be judged with the lost. Now, we find that the great number of them were slain.